Welcome to the next episode of Humans of SDU. Today, we will talk to Doha, who has an Instagram page where she shares her delicious one-minute recipes. Here today's host will be me, Mishka, and Anna. Welcome, Doha. Thank you for having me here. We can jump right in, I guess. So your Instagram page, six months, 8,000 followers. How? So I don't know. It's like people tend to tell me that, okay, that's a lot of followers. And of course, I'm very thankful for that. But I don't really know. I started out my Instagram initially doing a medical page. Uh, where I posted how it was to be a medical student um, and having depression at the same time. But after a while, like I gained a few followers, I think about 3,000. And then I kind of felt like it wasn't really making me happy because I felt like I was focused too much on why I was suffering from depression and how it was affecting my medical studies. And In my daily life, all of that was already filling up too much space, all the worries about how am I going to get through medical school while having depression. And then in my spare time, I was posting about it as well. So I felt like that became overwhelming. So I took a few months of a break from Mm -hmm. that. And then I thought well and hard about what I wanted to do as a hobby. And since I was a kid, I've always been so, so, so glad about cooking and baking. (laughs) And so I was like, what if I start doing that? And what if I start filming the process? Because I really liked pages like um, Tasty, where Mm -hmm. they film the way they do it. And of course, I'm not as professional as that. But um, I thought about doing it like that. And I tried it out and I had so much fun. Like filming it and doing it. And I actually felt like I could forget all my worries about um, depression, about all the troubles with like, how am I going to get through this next year of medical school? And Mm -hmm. all of my worries were gone. And so when I was done and I made this like beautiful dish and I posted about it and I got, you know, the recognition that I was very happy to receive for something that I had done. I felt like this is the perfect way to take a break and indulge in my hobbies and not feel like I was uh, going through like a difficult time in my spare time as well, but actually enjoying my hobby, my spare time. It's great that it helped you so much, but did you expect that people will find it so interesting? Um, I actually was, and I'm still, I am very, very nervous about it because I used to get, when I posted medical um, posts, I used to get a lot more um, activity on my Instagram Mm -hmm. compared to food because people really, really were interested in pictures of the person behind the Instagram. And at the same time, also like advices of how to get through the hard times. So I kind of tried to mix both things in my hobby and the mental health part by sometimes posting some stories where you know people could see who was behind this Instagram account and at the same time giving some um, advice that helped me get through the day or get through some tough days. And I felt like I've gotten way more positive responses than just posting about food. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, there's a huge amount of people behind you that keep following you. Yeah, Do they're you very nice. consider yourself an influencer? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh my God, absolutely not. I do not think that I'm influencing people in any way. But I hope to, at least those followers that I have, to m- 
you know, many of them do suffer from, or not many, I don't know, but some do, and some have texted me about, you know, problems with school or problems with mental health that they're suffering from. And they've told me that they're very inspired and thankful because I make them feel less alone in their journey. And that's all I wish to influence with. <laughs> I do not consider myself as like an influencer at all. And I really don't think so. <laughs> I am. Yeah, that's some kind of influence. <laughs> yeah, but that is some yeah. kind of influence that I'm really happy that I've been able to affect mm -hmm. some people that needed that. All right. It's, it sounds like there's definitely an impact on other people's lives. So yeah, it's, it's really great. Some have texted me and it really warms my heart that, you know, I'm doing something that, you know, not everyone is gaining from or necessarily gaining from, but at least one or two or three are really getting hmm. something good from it. So getting to the food part mm -hmm. of your profile, uh, how long does it take you to create one such a post? Because most of your posts are like, I don't know, one minute long recipes to, yeah. to make a food. So how long for, does it really take you to actually create it, to cut all the videos and prepare it? Yeah, what's, so, what's the real time? Yeah, what's the, what's real, the real time? time? So <laughs> actually, I would say, depending on what I'm cooking, it's different. But usually the cooking, depending on if it's a cake, if it has to rest or something, a few hours. Mm. But the cutting only takes like maybe 15 minutes. All right. <laughs> so that goes very, very fast. Yeah, and then I put some music in the background and... It's done in like 15, 30 minutes. And what type of dish is most difficult to make? Oh. What takes you the longest? What took me the longest? Oh, that's a very good question. I would say it was maybe the tarts that I've made. I made a lemon tart and mm -hmm. I did not know what I was doing <laughs> through the whole process from start to finish. I did not know, I did not have any recipe. I've never made it before. I was just like, what am I going to do with this? And, oh, I changed my mind so many times. That <laughs> took a lot of time. And I finished at like 2 a.m. or something. Wow, wow. that's yeah. some night, yeah. late night cooking. <laughs> yeah, I usually cook at night, actually. <laughs> so. Really? Why? Is it is it better for you? I don't know. The kitchen, because I cook mostly in, in the dorm, and the kitchen is empty at that time, and... I think that's why. And I'm always like a night owl. I think it's cold. Mm -hmm. I don't sleep until very late during the night. So Interesting. Yeah, like some people study at night. I, I study and cook at night. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get your inspiration for the recipes? Um, you said you didn't, you didn't know what you were doing. So With that one, yeah. I didn't know <laughs> what I was doing. But usually with the other recipes, it's something that I've made many, mm -hmm. many times before. Or something I've found on Instagram, like on Tasty, that I really like the idea of, and then I take it and make it into my own. Or if there's a dish I really want to make, such as um, I made some carrot buns once. I haven't posted this yet. Oh, but <laughs> yeah, exclusive. <laughs> I was really craving that, so I googled uh, carrot bun recipes and I looked at several and made my own. Mm, Like I took a bit from this and I took a bit from that and kind of went ahead with that and mm -hmm. <laughs> saw where I could get with that. So that's where I would find my inspiration. And how, like who does eat all of that food? Because you cook a lot and you like, that's like a huge amount of food. Who eats it? Yes. So I am so lucky that I live in a dorm <laughs> <laughs> where my uh, floor members, they 
can eat all the food I make. I usually don't eat so much of the cakes. Like I, I try a piece to see if it was good or not, but the rest is all for my doormates. If I was eating all of that, I would gain a lot of weight. <laughs> so I'm glad I have some people in the dorm that wanna, that let me experiment on them. <laughs> well, it sounds like they are lucky, not you. <laughs> well, both of us are lucky. I'm really happy because they're always like giving me really good advice or um, like compliments. Oh, so do you get big feedback from them? I do get really, really useful feedback. I feel like some say is, uh, some say like, um, I made a lemon bar mm -hmm. a few days ago. Still haven't posted it yet, <laughs> but <laughs> but they did like uh, a few said that it felt a bit a bit heavy. It could have used some whipped cream next to it, and I was like, yeah, this makes sense. So next time, I'll definitely look at that a bit more. So I really feel like I get a, I get good feedback. Did they also come up with you? Come up to you with their own ideas? Like you should do this. You should bake this. Do this for us. <laughs> well, some do come with requests. Requests. <laughs> requests. <laughs> They're like, oh, you made those uh, that really delicious chocolate cake. When are you going to make it again? Oh, oh those uh, that cheesecake you made, I'm still craving it. What is the recipe? I'm like, I still haven't posted it yet, so I'm not going to share the recipe. <laughs> But if I make it next time, I'll text you. <laughs> and so you said you're getting feedback, and but has... It ever happened to you that the thing you made ended up being a complete failure? Oh my God, yes. And I actually have on my Instagram a highlight on my Instagram where I've saved all the um, video clips of when it went totally wrong, when I burned the food uh -huh. and when I've made a mess of the kitchen. <laughs> It's all there. So you guys can also see it. It's a mess sometimes and some uh, I've had to throw out some pots <laughs> oh even the pots oh no <laughs> so yeah they they could not be saved <laughs> well well if it's just pots then it's fine any protein related injuries you have all your fingers so I have all that, my that's fingers a good start. so far I do have all my fingers I do cut myself sometimes <laughs> but I think that comes with like working in the kitchen um but Well, the food had to be thrown out. I've baked bread that became stone, for example, and a delicious cream that tasted very bitter because it got burned. So <laughs> I've had those bad moments, but I actually laugh at them and I film them and I put them up and people always laugh at them. So I feel like we're finding something funny from the disasters I sometimes make. <laughs> and do you know who are your fans? Who are the people like that interact with your Instagram account? Mm, do you I, get in touch with them somehow? I do love getting in touch with them and I try to on my story to engage them. Like I really want to get more to know about them. Sometimes by doing questions that they can answer to see like what is their opinion about this or that. Sometimes I also um, include them in choices about which post should I post next or what recipe do you want to see on my post and are you having a good day? If you want somebody to talk to, feel free to hit me up in the DMs. And I have so many conversations in my okay. DMs with people and I've really gotten to know many people. Um, it's really, really nice. And I feel like I don't want to do Instagram if I don't get to know the people behind it because it would, to me, feel very superficial. I want to feel like I'm connecting with the people and that they're connecting with me, that it's just not a food account, but there is a person behind all of this food mm. that wants to interact and get pe to know people. 
And some uh, some of those I've interacted with, I, I keep seeing them, you know, in my comments, I keep seeing them in my DMs, they comment a lot on my stories, and it's really, really nice because I love this kind of interaction. Hmm. But you might you must be spending like a lot of time every day on Instagram account. Aren't you feeling a little, I don't know, burnt out or overwhelmed? I do spend a lot of time. And I don't think I'm being burned out anymore because I, I knew how it felt like to be burned out. And when I used to post medical content, mm -hmm. it felt like I just didn't look forward to the next post. Mm -hmm. With this, it's like, when am I going to post the next post? And I feel ashamed when I forget to post. I usually post at 6 p.m. Danish timing. Every day? No, every second day. Mm -hmm. So when I skip a day, I feel so ashamed because, like, I really looked forward to posting this. Um, so actually, there's going to be a post today on this recording, oh, but maybe <laughs> that's not necessary for when you're going to share this. Um, coming back to the issue of mental health, do you think that food helps in any way or cooking helps in any way? Well, it does to me. Cooking really does help. Um, when I've been having a bad day or a bad moment, I go to the kitchen and I start a project and then I'm lost in the project. Like nothing else occupies my mind. And when I'm done with it, I feel like I'm kind of uh, a more calm person. Like I can handle this day and I feel way, way more happy. It's like I take all of this, all of these emotions of of a bad that I've gotten through the bad day and I go into the kitchen and I make something beautiful out of it something tasty and hopefully also looking good and that just feels like I'm taking something bad and making something good from it and mm -hmm. it makes me so happy I even noticed you posted it on your Instagram I'm like, cooking heals my depression yeah when have you figured it out that this is the the recipe for you I did that after I cooked I, the first or second meal I think yeah mm. uh, I noticed that This really makes me so happy. Um, I lose my mind totally and I get to share this with other people. If I, I think if I didn't get to share it with other people, I wouldn't have gotten the same effect from it because I feel like, um, I don't know how to explain this, but like um, sharing something I do with other people and getting some recognition for it also makes me happy. Like I'm making something beautiful that others are also capable of seeing. And it's not just in my head, mm -hmm. but other people can also agree that this is so tasty or this is so good looking. So that also helps me uh, believe that what I'm doing is actually good, nice. <laughs> and does this feeling sort of transcends into other parts of your life, for example, your studies? If, does it make you feel more confident? Definitely, it really does, because after like a cooking session, I feel like I have the motivation to sit down and study. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I feel like now that I'm calm and happy, I want to sit down and study. If I'm in a low mood, I don't feel like studying, because uh, one of the reasons I got my depression was that I pushed myself way too hard for many, many years when it came to studying. So I have a I, I started getting this bad feeling whenever I had to study and I started shutting down, being unable to memorize anything I had to study. So I discovered that when I cook and then go back to uh, studying, 
I remember the things I study, and I'm having fun. <laughs> I want to see what the next page says in my book. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like cooking is like yoga <laughs> or meditation for me. It calms my body down, calms my mind down, and brings me to a happier place. And I feel renewed and ready to face the day. When you go, when I go through your posts on Instagram, still the food like prevails and. You said you started with like posting about mental health, then you switched to food. But do you still combine these topics in the posts? Or have you given up on that completely? I don't think I've given up on that, but I really love the feed the way it is um, with, with it being about food mm -hmm. that attracts people to go get free recipes that look delicious. But if you want to know more about me, that is when you get to know me through my stories because that's when All I right. post more personal mm -hmm. stuff about the food, about the dorm people, you know, about my friends and also about what I'm doing throughout my day, some advices on um, on how to, you know, handle your day that I've, I, I've experienced that many people are appreciative of. So it's in my stories you get to know me way deeper. Mm -hmm. And you keep your... Uh, other posts to, to make like the nice overall picture of the cooking yeah profile. so far that's what mm -hmm. I'm doing uh, I'm not really sure how I can incorporate the mental health um, topics in the future in my post but that's I'm open towards it mm -hmm. so I guess we'll just have to see what <laughs> I'll, I come up with <laughs> and do you always feel like sharing your your personal life your maybe your issues your bad days uh, in, in the stories or do you sometimes feel like this is too much, I, I, I don't want to share mm. this with anyone. So basically 99.9% .9 of the time, I feel like it's uh, nerve-wracking to share something so personal with others, especially people that I don't know personally that, that aren't necessarily my best friends or close friends. It's nerve-wracking, but I've chosen to do it because I want to make it less of a taboo to speak about mental health or depression. I want people to feel like they can open up about these topics basically create more awareness about it and somebody has to put themselves out there to make other people feel like they're welcome with their uh, they're welcome to share how they're feeling they're welcome to talk about mental health issues depression um, because I feel like raising awareness might save someone's life if they feel like they're carrying all of this alone that they can't they they can't talk to anybody about it. I want to show people that you can do it. It's okay. And mm -hmm. I feel like I've gotten so much positive feedback on that. And I think I've, I've uh, at some point also told people, you know what, this really makes me nervous, but I feel like I have to do this. Because I know when I was carrying all of this alone, I mm -hmm. wish I had somebody that could tell me it's okay to open up about it. Because once I got to open up about it with... Um, medical professionals it got so much better and my life is finally getting back on track again and mm. I want that for everybody who's carrying things on their own to feel they can come and talk about it mm. but still has it happened to you that you received any negative reactions on the content not on the mental health content I feel mm -hmm. like on the food content I did receive one that was very very funny <laughs> I, I had a troll. 
on my food content, and I found that so funny because how could you like be so negative about food? It was basically a troll writing a comment like, "How c- I feel bad for everyone who had to taste that tasteless chicken." <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed so hard about it because like it's a chicken <laughs> but other than about food I've had one or two uh, experiences that weren't directly negative maybe to others but to me they were like a bit over the top where people tried to teach me how I should handle my depression They're like, if I write something like, well, once I was um, speaking on a video and I was saying that, oh my God, that dude is really staring at me while I'm speaking right now. And I was just (laughs) making it, you know, a bit fun. And, you know, I I don't mind sharing awkward moments. I think that's funny. We can all laugh about that. But I got a reply back saying that the reason you feel awkward is because you're depressed. And they were trying to teach me how that was a symptom of depression. And it's like, it's really not. (laughs) I think many people... (laughs) without depression would still feel awkward when somebody's staring at them. <laughs> so that that was very uncomfortable and it kept going on and on. Like everything I would say was, oh, that's because you're depressed. Oh, that's because you're depressed. And that annoyed me mm. a lot yeah. in the end. I told them to stop and please be kind and stop this because I don't want you to tell me what the symptoms of depression are and everything that I do is apparently a symptom of depression and they wouldn't. They wouldn't. So I actually had to block that person because they did not want to stop because they felt like me telling them this was also a sign of depression. So it was it was like an endless loop and I did not feel like I was being comfortable. Like that's where mm. that's the boundary. Yeah, that's that's the boundary. Yeah, I think that's clear too. I mean it's good to make mm-hmm. it clear. Yeah. Right, right about yeah. This, yeah. And maybe I left like little Dirud, but I wanted to ask you about your name as well because your profile name is January Food. But you're cooking in March now as well, so <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? Okay, so I'm always so bad with names. <laughs> All the pets I've ever had in my life. The first name that pops in my mind is the name I will name my pet. So my hamster, the first name I got in my head was Bum. Bum. Okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So that was the name of my hamster. For the rest of his life. <laughs> and so the same was with January Foods. Um, it's like, uh, that's the name that popped up in my head. But basically, there is a bit of meaning behind it. January is the month I was born. The okay, month oh. I started medical school. And hopefully also the month I'm going to graduate if everything mm-hmm. continues well. And foods, because it's food I'm posting about. It's not that deep. <laughs> um, it doesn't really have to do much with the content mm-hmm. but january is the month i was born <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. maybe combining the the mental health part and the food part a bit more what do you think about comfort food like does it actually help um well food does release endorphins in the brain which makes a person happier now that was a, a bit of medical knowledge but comfort food is when you eat to release those endorphins. And that can cause you to get a bad habit, which is every time you're feeling sad, you want to release the endorphins. And now you've learned to do that by eating food. Mm -hmm. And so every time you're going to feel a bit sad or a bit down, you're going to eat food. That's kind of like, uh, I don't want to do this comparison, but kind of like if you can imagine how when you take a drug and you become happier and when you want to become happy, 
uh, when you're sad, you go and take that drug. Mm -hmm. It's, of course, not working the same way as drugs, but it is the same concept of making a habit, making a bad habit. Now, if your comfort food is eating a some cucumber or carrots. I'm all <laughs> in for that. <laughs> I'm all in for that. But usually comfort food is uh, unhealthy food that has yeah. a lot of sugar in it. Pancakes. Mm -hmm. Or fat. Chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Chocolate. <laughs> and chocolate is so good at releasing mm -hmm. endorphins. Yeah. Very bad comfort food. <laughs> all right. Well, Doha, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the inspiration. Oh, I'm yeah. definitely going to check <laughs> and it out. keep going. We're going to keep cooking. <laughs> Thank you so and much. And I'm going to keep tasting. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh, Thank I'm you so, so much. <laughs>